Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? This is Aaron Warner uh, with me, Stefan Heck. We're doing another episode of I Hate This Team, our Vancouver Canucks podcast. It's been a minute. I was on vacation. You were I'm on vacation like, and nothing has really happened. Also. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I haven't really been thinking about hockey all that much. Like I've been free from uh, the pain of like the NHL season and thinking about the Canucks all the time. It's been, so nice. been kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, the Canucks, I think literally since you left, there's been, I would say zero Canucks news. No, like when did Hoaglander get re-signed? That was that was like right that was right before you left, I think. Yeah, but I I think like we had Michael and Andrew on and yeah. we didn't talk about it because that was like not the uh, the theme of the episode. Yeah, if we did, it was in passing. Yeah, but that's a good deal. Two I like years. that. I think that's that's worth that's worth doing. Um, I, I feel like it would have been cool to uh, go longer and bet on it, but if you do that, you have to pay him more. Yeah, and they just don't have the the space right now to do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the interesting stuff to talk about is like I'm still, you know, checking out the athletic because they have good off season stuff, and mm-hmm. um, you know, they're they're doing stuff about uh, Pedersen's contract. They're talking about that. Um, they're talking about kind of which teams have the best cap situation, and the Canucks are like high up for just this season, at least, right? Yeah. Um, and in terms of like which team has the worst contracts, the Canucks are kind of right in the middle. And I think Miller's their worst contract, but even Dom at the Athletic was like, it's not as bad of a contract as people say it is. Like even the, as I say it is, you know. So yeah, I'm not feeling as bad about that after seeing like Tom Wilson sign for seven years. Oh my god, yeah, like That's such Tom a, Wilson. I'll oh, take I'll take god. power play specialist uh, JT Miller at what was it like half a million dollars a year more. I guess like the thing with Wilson is that it's clearly like a thank you contract. They won a cup. You know, like if I think, and I've said this before, if the Canucks ever win a cup, I, I don't give a fuck what happens afterwards. Yeah. Right? So if like, if the Canucks did win in 2011 and then they like sign Alex Burroughs for seven years, like 6 million or whatever it would have been at the time. That's like fine by yeah, me. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? If the Canucks won the cup and all the same shit still happened. I, I mean, I think you obviously on some level you would care because, and I've heard this from from fans of teams whose teams have won the cup, it's like mm-hmm. once you win the cup, like you just want more, right? You know what it's like and you want yeah. more and you have higher standards. So I, I guess I get that aspect of it. But at the same time, I really truly believe if the Canucks win the cup, it's like, all right, that's it. Like I don't fucking care what happens at this point, right? Like, you, know, you know who's the worst for that? And sorry if I'm attacking any of our devoted fans. Yeah. But fucking people from Philadelphia. They like when did they win the when did the Eagles win the Super Bowl in like 2018? Yeah, and they'll like get eliminated in the playoffs and like want to kill themselves and yeah and say I know for a fact it's never going to happen again because this team is cursed. And it's like bro, I like I remember you winning like you just, within the last decade. You Shut just won. Same up. with like even like the Phillies too. They won in like 2008 or 2009 or whatever, right? So it's like. 
I look if the Canucks ever win a Stanley Cup, I I promise you I will not complain about them for at least a decade. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I think that's that's perfectly reasonable. Well, um, but to we say like you're to team, worry about that. No, but. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we do. I mean, <sighs> I just you know we're at the point, and and I I've seen people tweeting about this and people that I respect and I totally agree with them and I know where they're coming from where they're just like how do you get into this season how do you have any hope for this season they should be tearing down and rebuilding and like I agree but the other thing I agree with is people who are like well they, you have Pedersen you have Hughes you have Demko you can't tear down and rebuild you have to at least try to do something you have to you have to try to retool a little bit around them see what happens right because I, I think we're both in the same position now where it's like we're cheering for them to make the playoffs this year because what else can you do right Mm -hmm. and if they completely fuck up and this retool is a failure which there's a very good chance that'll be the case then guess what they're gonna have to tear down and rebuild anyway right um yeah yeah i think like you could make this argument for most seasons like yeah this is a incredibly important season for the future of the franchise which i guess it like always is because yeah, how many years business. in a row have they said this is the biggest off season in canucks history right yeah like, but like there's there's definitely going to be a, a shit or get off the pot because even if the the club has said they haven't come out right and said would we have to make the playoffs this year because i yeah. think that would be kind of self-sabotaging like their behaviors signal that. Oh, yeah. so like starting with that JT Miller resigning and doing the uh, Oliver Ekman Larson buyout to like get more cap space now. Like these are all moves that are focused on like winning now and getting into the playoffs. And yes, they had a conservative July first, which is good, but fucking like they they do have to make the playoffs right they, based they on all their, I mean, their moves i mean look they're gonna they're, like you said they're not gonna come out right away and say like oh we're we need to make the playoffs this year it has to happen or or it's a failure but that's what their actions have dictated right and i think just i mean i have we've banged this drum so many fucking times but like if they get off to a bad start this year I'm just going to be so bummed out because <laughs> yeah. I just don't want another year like this where they start out shitty and then sort of pick it up near the end a little bit and end up picking, you know, 10th to 12th. Like I just, just, I don't have another one of those in me, man. Like either suck ass or make the playoffs basically. Mm-hmm. Even if you make the playoffs and get swept in the first round, whatever. I, I would like to watch the Canucks on TV in the playoffs with a crowd uh, yeah, along, you, you know? want you want to feel some of that energy, you know. I really do. I I haven't ch- like cheered for the Canucks to win in legitimately almost a decade now. Right, the last time I remember cheering for them to actually win, other than like the Sedin's last game, and mm-hmm. let's keep keep in mind, I was I stopped watching them for two years, so I wasn't watching them in the bubble playoffs. But and but even in the back of my head, when I when I was like checking in and being like, oh the, God, th- this is going to be like knowing. Them winning in the bubble playoffs was the worst thing for this team, which mm-hmm. it clearly was. Um, the last time I cheered for them was in was in the first Benning year, where uh, you know they played Calgary in the first round. Yeah, right? they and had, like, um, easily should have won that series, Fur- but Furland uh, well, ran their shit. <laughs> w- Willie Desjardins with arguably the worst coaching performance of all time in the playoffs, like just atrocious, and it's like mm-hmm. why he's he's not coaching again, but. Um, where's, it, where's William, where's he even coaching I right think now? He's back coaching university hockey maybe, but let me, uh, or he could be in the WHL. Um, I believe, no, he is. Yeah. He's coaching medicine hat again. Okay. 
So he coached Medicine Hat uh, in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. from 2002 to 2010. Uh, then he coached the Texas Stars in the AHL, and they won. Man, they won a Calder Cup. That's why. Remember, we were excited to hire him. Yeah, because, yeah, because he's like new on the scene. Yeah, they won. Like, they won a Calder Cup. They went 48, 18, and 10, and won a Calder Cup, which is like insane. And then, and then, I mean, his first year with the Canucks, like they were second in the Pacific, right? They mm-hmm. were 48, 29, and five. That was like the best bending year by far, which is so funny. Uh, and then they were just obviously total dog shit. Um, man, he was, oh, he coached LA for a season. Yeah. Interim after they fired John Stevens. I That's have right. zero recollection. Yeah. Of that. Holy shit. That's crazy. Um, he did the old Dan Cluche. Yeah, man. He's, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, but I uh, just, he's just not, he's not a good coach. Um, I, I was uh, cheering for him during the Boudreaux bump, hoping they'd make the playoffs miraculously. I guess there was a bit of that. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like, it was the Canucks were a little bit fun again. Yeah. That's, yeah and then, that's and then they like, they, they would like, Oh, if they beat Ottawa at home, I think it was, they could put themselves in a really good spot. Yeah. And they, they did not do uh, that. The big thing for me this year. And, and I mean, we're going to keep banging this drum until the season starts, but they have to get off to a good start because yeah. they don't have the like mental buildup to like, to recover from that really. Right. And if they're, if they're behind, like right at the start of the season, like if they go like three and seven in their first 10 games, which is entirely possible. It's just like, man, I just want to like, I just want to enjoy watching so my favorite team again. Day. It's, uh, it's, uh, it I, is. I th- so uh, one of the things we say a lot is like, it's a, a, a toss up 50, 50 on whether or not they make the playoffs. But I think as we like talk about it, I think that's cope. I think it's less than 50%. Oh, I think it is Look, looking at the division they're in. I think, yeah, I think it's, like, I think it's very like 30, 70, probably very strong argument that they're like sixth in their division. Yeah. And I mean, the Western conference is weak and I think the central is pretty weak as well. Like I definitely, there is a path to them making it in. Oh yeah. I like think regression in Seattle's super probable with like how high, their like five on five shooting percentage was last year and yeah. their goaltending has been ass. And yes, they're a deep team and they played well last year, but I just don't think that like that yeah. percentage is going to be sustainable. Calgary so could bounce back, but they could also suck ass again too. They like could also suck ass again. Totally. Vegas could um, have the Stanley cup hangover like that. We've seen it happen before. Like that has happened once you win. It's like, yeah, I mean, look at know. Colorado this year, like they made it, but they had a super weak start and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I still, I think that Vegas is going to be near the top of the good. league. Yeah. Um, I think the Oilers are going to do well, but that's like a, they're really interesting too, because they still have to sign Evan Bouchard and they yeah. don't really no have the space, space to do it. Yeah. So are they going to shoot themselves in the foot again? Yeah. Like they do, did do they have the defense and goaltending? Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's, it's what it always is with the Canucks where it comes down to so many other like outside things that are out of their control. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I would love to go into a season being like, the Canucks should make the playoffs this year. Yeah. And they should be favored to like win a round or two, right? But like, even like next season, right? Next season when like the OEL cap hit gets worse, right? Yeah. And I like, I just don't, uh, man, I don't know. It's really going to... They, they're going to have flexibility going like going into next offseason, but there mm-hmm. is... You're assuming big raises for Pedersen and Heronic. Yeah. And then they have to fill out the rest of their roster. Like, 
it was a while ago that I read this, but there was a good article in The Athletic by, I think, both Harmon and Drance, where they kind of looked ahead at that. Yeah. What it's going to look like. Um, oh, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast, but like they're not going to have a ton of room once those things are are plugged in. So it's going to be more of the same. And I think the which, which thing, is why like this July 1st was good because they yeah, haven't totally. fucked themselves for the future. You know, um, like you really have to get value out of Hoaglander and Pod Colson now. Like they yeah. in order for this team to be like a contender or like a. I feel comfortable them being in the playoffs. Like you have to get like, they have to be really valuable for you. They have to be you like have to legitimate get like 50, top 50, six, 15 to 20 goals from each player, basically. Yeah. Like, which is possible is the thing, right? Like oh, you look for at, sure. You look at like both of their rookie years, they were really legitimately really good. And then they just kind of fell off a little bit, but how much of that, and this is what it always comes down to with this team is like, how much of it was just like the situation surrounding the team in the locker room and how shitty yeah. it was and how I think, it's like, think about how miserable it'd be to come into work every day. Yeah. Just but, knowing like, Oh, your coach is going to get fired. Like everyone hates each other. You got your team sucks. Like it's just not fun. Right? And, and the deployment was, uh, was not good as well. No. So I'm, I'm really hoping that talk deploys them in like a fair way and they live up to it and yeah. can, can kind of continue on the path from when they both were rookies on the team. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, the Pedersen thing, like I've had this in my notes a lot yeah. and I feel like we haven't really gotten deep into it on the podcast, but he still as the time of recording, this is an RFA and I think he will be like later into the summer. I think if you, if you get a, if you resign, they're not, they're not, they're not signing be, like, him September. until mid season. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think it'll be, <sighs> I also worry is like, I obviously we want it to be a long-term contract, right? Like, oh he's, yeah. He's so good. You look at the Aho contract, Pedersen's going to get more than that. Yeah. Like P- Pedersen's going to get if 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 he's asking for like 11 million dollars a year, just fucking give it to him. Yeah, like, totally. I think we we all agree uh, on that point. Like I just want to see him with the team long term. Yeah. But if you're Pedersen, like what why would you sign long term now? Legitimately the so it, it, there's several reasons I think why he well, I, not that I think these are true, but it's like, this is probably what's going through his head, right? Like, cause he's a really smart guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I feel like he's smart, not even just for like an NHL player. He, he strikes me as like a very bright guy. Yeah, um, for sure. And so I think he probably does enjoy, like, I think he likes living in Vancouver. That's we, what you always hear. Whenever it comes up on any sort of talk radio or any sort of article, yeah. it's like, he really enjoys the city of Vancouver. He yeah. loves living in the city of Vancouver, which that's great for the team that's, that's a boon that's really good i think uh obviously i i i don't think you can discount like the history of swedish players with the canucks you have the sedines yeah, working, working there the sedines every day i'm sure that's like a dream for him um i think he does want to be like the guy as well right like totally. i think he does want to to win here um but he's smart too right so like is he does he look down the road and go like what like what do we have he i'm sure he knows about the cap situation yeah because that's the other thing i remember he was interviewed like last summer in sweden and yeah everyone was google translating the article and he really really wants to win yeah so like if he doesn't see a path to doing that in vancouver then maybe he wouldn't want to uh resign long term which if that's where he's coming from why wouldn't you wait to see how this season goes yeah. 
No, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think he's signing until until like the end of this year. But like, or like we said, you if, say if, like I'll only do a three or four year deal, so it matches up with like the Quinn Hughes extension or whatever. Which and then be. he could sign a big money contract when he's. 28 like when he's still in his 20s yeah and could cash in yet again i think the other counterpoint though and i think this is a reason why like a lot of players just do take that money when it's offered to them Mm -hmm. is okay say it's eight years ten and a half yeah are you really saying no to 84 million (laughs) dollars guaranteed right now when like i mean obviously you're you're believing in your talents. If you're getting offered that much, you're going to have a pretty good season regardless, I think. Yeah. But like, I, I would, uh, have a hard time turning that money down. Right. Well, part of it too, is like, what's going to happen with the captaincy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that they offer him as a, as a means to keep him here? Does he even want to be captain? Yeah. Is it something that he wants? I'm, I'm, I'm Quinn Hughes captain personally. I think I'm still, yeah, I think I'm, you've, you've convinced me. I was, I was a Patterson captain guy all the way. And I'm, to be clear, I would still love that. Oh yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm more than down for either of those. I just think with how Quinn has been so outspoken in the media, I just think he has that. I think he's better suited to the role. I think not saying that he's a a better player necessarily. Hughes' captain does make me feel a little more secure about like, oh, he's going to stay here for like after That's his the contract other thing comes too, up right? too. Yeah. <laughs> he was also like, I, you know, let's say New Jersey wins like a cup in the next like three or four years. You're telling me Hughes is staying in Vancouver and not yeah. going to play with his brothers. Oh like, man, that team looks so good. Like they're so much fun. And the thing with New Jersey is that like, I really like them as well. Like they're, yeah. they're one of my other favorite teams, I would say. Um, and like, I, you know, can you blame Quinn Hughes for like wanting to play there maybe in, in, in a couple of years, given everything that's gone on here? I mean, who knows? You know, we have what he has three years left on his contract, I think. Right. So, uh, yeah, because it was a five year. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, anything anything could happen in the next three years. But if if it comes down to like that's the thing, if the Canucks like suck ass this year and miss the playoffs, Pedersen probably won't want to resign because why would he? Hughes might mm-hmm. want out. So maybe the players just force your hand and you have to do a rebuild anyway. But if, yeah. if that happens, is Rutherford there? Is Alvin there? Like, are they are they just out? Like, yeah, cause, cause that's, that could, that's that really happen, grim to right? think about because it's like there's just been this decade of darkness in Vancouver and you have these like really great players and the fact that you can't build around them to make yourself competitive and you have yeah. to basically go through all of that again and Lord knows with this organization that they wouldn't actually fully commit to it. Then but again, may, I guess but maybe Philadelphia they, was able to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'd finally see the light. Like, I know that was an argument I was making, like, I guess not a year ago, but last October, which is, like, maybe Pedersen leaves and it's the the impetus for a full-down, tear-down rebuild. It would have uh, to be, which, right? Which, like, which the team... Like you Probably have to think with, needs to win with, a cup, I with guess. someone like with someone like Aquilini, who's like a total moron, obviously he still hired Mike Gillis. So he, he was capable in the past of hiring like a forward thinking progressive doing something different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, so, so that could happen again. I'm not getting my hopes up, but if Pedersen wants to leave, if Hughes wants out, I think even Aquilini isn't stupid enough to be like, Oh, that's fine. We let's trade these guys for like win now pieces and, and try and win now. Cause he knows how good those players are. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, if, if you're like, I don't know. I mean, I think it might even be a thing with Aquilini where like, first, first of all, his dad could be fucking dead by then. But second of all, like 
maybe he'll be like, all right, well, this is the one thing we haven't tried is the actual yeah. teardown rebuild. Let's fucking try it. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he'll do it. Then this is, that's fucking copium, obviously. The thing that really bums me out is the rebuild on the fly or retool or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was there. When it Rutherford was possible. Took oh, over. Like, it, was there, it was there when Benning took over. <laughs> yeah. But like, it was really there just like two years ago, really before the JT Miller um, resigning happened. Like there's that rumored deal of Cheadle, a first. And was it Lung? It was Lundqvist. Yeah. Lundqvist. Right. Lundqvist. Yeah. They make that deal. Yeah. And then say they make the exact same Bo Horvat deal. Yeah. And then they don't trade that pick for Onik. Uh, or, or, they st- or they still do even like, if, yeah. if like you're still in a good situation, right? Even then. Yeah. You can use like, that's a, you like, don't have to necessarily buy. Like, you don't have to buy out Mil- or you don't have to buy out OEL at that point either, right? Yeah. You can just you can just let it run out. But you have another first round pick. You have Cheadle, who's younger and good. Longquist, I think, isn't really reaching his potential that we would have thought he had two years ago. But whatever, he'd still be like a serviceable NHL defenseman. Um, yeah. And then you could have drafted like Barlow in the position that uh, Detroit took, who's like more NHL ready. Like, and then you'd have a bunch of young prospects in the system yeah and, and they, they took, they'd be uh, ready to hit in a year or two when like quinn hughes and, and yeah. Patterson are still in their statistical primes like yeah did detroit take they took sandy and pelica but they took barlow, sandy and barlow pelica. went after to yeah i think barlow was still on the board Who did you, same on, with um winnipeg i was thinking yesterday like a lot of the like draft knowledge that winnipeg. i crammed is just evaporating yeah. from my brain like uh, my, mine's still here for the for the purposes of my keeper league but oh yeah which, by uh, the way, we've we've t- I don't know if we've talked about on here, but like the idea of doing a keeper league in like our Discord has come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, little uh, little so Patre- Patreon. Uh, I mean, does, the uh, do you want to do keeper? Or do you want to do? I think we got to try keeper. That's kind of like entrapping them into the Discord, isn't it? Exactly. So like, oh yeah, you want to be able to talk about our fantasy team? Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's at least three dollars a month. Bucko. Exactly. By the exactly. way, I hate this team. Com slash. Wait, no, that's not it. Patreon.com <laughs> slash I hate this team if you want to yeah. jump in on that. Yeah, but no, and we're going to have, we're gonna have some, some more of... bonus stuff coming soon because obviously yeah, we, we've been we, this taking probably a break. should have been a Discord episode, but like we haven't released an episode in two weeks. So yeah, we want to don't call it a comeback. We're still here. Yeah, we're going to be doing some some shorter summer episodes kind of thing just because there really is not much to talk about. But I mean, before we know it, um, Penticton, you know, that's, that's right. Up relatively soon we got to book a hotel for that we do yeah um that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun um we didn't get we didn't get press passes but that's fine no we'll still be we'll still be hanging out at the let me look at what i don't know if we talked about this on and i don't think we did because i don't think you're going to be able to get a press pass for like a tournament organized by the vancouver canucks with your podcast called i hate this team that has you're right uh orca whale that looks a lot like their mascot um yeah, not exactly but, but isn't to, to be clear the, yeah it's not yeah no it's not it's just it's a it has a tail like look at the tail it's a completely yeah. different hey, do you know the, the bc hockey hall of fame is right next to the penticton arena really yeah but There's i was thinking that there. we could go as like blocked party or perhaps the go off oh, games yeah. you know yeah that's because like idea. block party that's that's a that's a real podcast you guys yeah. have like real guests on like yeah. comedians things of that nature hey t- to be clear to any previous guests listening to i hate this team we consider you valid and real as well yeah yeah for sure well i guess we've had more hockey guests than you've had on a uh, block party but you That's guys true. get like write-ups and uh 
magazines from time to time, right? That's yeah. happened before. Yeah. I'm uh I'm just looking at around the arena right now, what sort of stuff there is to do. Mm-hmm. And right next to the arena there is uh Cascades Casino. Ooh. So we I, I thought for sure up. you were saying strip club. Uh I mean I can take a look, but um it does look like I've, I've, have you ever been to Penticton before? I have not. I have not either. But it does look like, I mean, there's the nice like Okanagan, the Lake Okanagan Beach there. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be some stuff to do. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. Like I've been a lot in the area. Like all my family lives in that general area of BC now for the most part, but I just haven't made it actually to Penticton. I know there's a river there to do floats on. Oh yeah, there is. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. I I talked about that briefly with, uh, with Spencer Krug from Wolf Parade because he's from there originally moved away as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about all I know about Penticton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quinn Hughes, underrated guy do you oh, see man. so you know that account big head hockey that posts like really unnerving looking illustrations of players I, where their I, heads are like not even all that big i hate those so much <laughs> <laughs> they're just like kind of just like not nice to look at even though like i could it's like whatever caricatures kind of yeah yeah but not too crazy anyways they posted assist leaders over the last three seasons so this is combined assists Quinn Hughes is a six in the NHL behind Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, Mitch Marner, Panarin, and McKinnon. Yeah, man. He's so fucking good, and he's so underrated. And I, I really think the, the best example of East Coast bias, which is yeah. a thing, to be clear. It is like a legitimate thing. Yeah, like um, I get it. Like I get it, not staying up till fucking one in the morning watching Vancouver Canucks play the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Like that makes sense. I think it's one thing for there to be East Coast bias among like hockey fans because I, I get that. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of hockey fans on the East Coast. I don't expect you to watch the fucking Canucks. I, I, I don't even want to watch them and I'm a Canucks fan. But like when when it's like members of the hockey media who are just who just like haven't done the research at all. And just look at Quinn Hughes and go, like, oh, yeah, he's bad defensively. He he had that really like the one that I this happened. This article came out. Uh, it was from Down Goes Brown on The Athletic, who I like. Right. But basically, let me look this up, actually. I, I think I, I posted it in our discord. Um, but this to me is just the perfect example of um, of East Coast bias. Um, there's a couple of them. There was the Jay Fresh 2018 redraft where Quinn Hughes went fourth overall. Yeah, which ridiculous. I think I think he's going second, if not first. Um, I, I still think you take Dolly, Dolly over sure. him. Yeah, but, like just because there's, there's an size. There is an argument there. There is there's an argument. Def- yeah, there. there's an argument there for sure. So down, go, down goes Brown did an article about. Um, it was basically like contract court. It was like which contracts are good and which ones are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was Quinn Hughes's contract, and one of the arguments for it not being great is that it's not as like long term. Uh, as as it uh, as it could have been, um, which I would agree. He has yeah. four years. He has four years left on the deal. By the way, okay. Um, so yeah, three after this season. Yeah. So so I think you know one of the arguments is like, well, it's going to cost them a lot to extend him once this contract is up. Blah blah blah. Which is like, I think that was kind of always going to be the case. But I sort of get that. But basically, like the the way Dangos Brown talks about him, it just feels like he didn't watch him at all last season. So he's like, has Hughes been a disappointment given the sky high expectations he broke in with? 
Um, guys like Adam Fox, Miro Heiskanen, Charlie McAvoy, and Rasmus Dahlin seem to have moved ahead of Hughes, at least as far as general perception goes. So he's sort of couched it in like, yeah. that's what people think. Um, but then this sentence, he's still very good, but after back-to-back seasons of similar results, you wonder if he's going to fall short of a ceiling that looked a sure thing just a few years ago. Did you watch him last year? Like he was like a top five defenseman in the league last year. Yeah. He was second in points while like, while being playing, good defensively. Yeah. And playing his really tough competition. Yeah. Playing like, with I don't Luke know. Shin. Like all of these other players have like good guys that they're playing with too, is the other thing, right? Yeah. Like, like what, what do you expect out of him? I, I just, I don't know. It's, I mean, it really just comes down to people don't watch Quinn Hughes or they, they watched him in the disastrous uh, COVID Canada division season. Yeah. When everyone on the Canucks sucked ass. Right. So I, I get it. If that's like the last time you saw him play, I guess like you'd think, oh yeah, this guy sucks, but it's like, man, do, do a bit of research. Like, this is this is so the verdict is that it is a good contract, but uh, DGB says I'll admit I find Hughes to be one of the more fascinating players out there. He was supposed to be a Norris worthy stud and hasn't quite hit that level yet. I mean, he was in the top ten for Norris voting last year. But yeah, I digress. And, and I, I think like if the Canucks were a more successful team, there'd be way more of that. Like, yeah. there's no world in which you'd take like Joss Morrissey over him. Yeah, on your I, team. Uh, regardless of like age or contract no, in my not, opinion not, so not even close no i mean he so and then he says you're still willing to bet on the upside here he's already like reaching like he's so good yeah so he's a it's 70 just, point defenseman he's 23 years old he's and he skates like the wind and he's good and he's not bad defensively i, I won't say he's like great defensively but i think he is decent defensively especially considering Absolutely. the type like the player type he is and what what people generally just think of like smaller players and how, you know, he was bad defensively in that disastrous Canada mm-hmm. division season. Right. But he was bad offensively that like he was, he was bad that season, but fucking everyone was right. So, uh, you know, so much of it, I think is the team he's on. And I think the fact that he's this good and he's been playing with Luke Shen for most of his career. Yeah. Oh that, man. He that didn't is look great next his... to Jordy Ben. No, that's, that's like, that's a huge point in Quinn's favor is that he, other than Tanev, he's he's not played with like a legitimately really good defenseman. Yeah, um, and I think having like a a more solid partner this season hopefully will will help him quite a bit. Um, yeah, so that, that we'll reminded see. me of something I wanted to ask you. So I know last season uh, a lot of people, uh, myself included, were saying that this current Canucks roster is the best roster you're going to be able to have around Quinn Hughes and Pedersen because you're going to be losing one of JT Miller or Bo Horvat. So you're going to lose a lot of the depth. Yeah. Do you still think that's true? Because you look at the defense to start last season, Mm -hmm. really, 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 really bad. Yes. And yeah, I would take Bo Horvat over Teddy Bluger any day. I sure. Although I do, I do like that Bluger took his number. Yeah. Like Bluger is, uh, I'm 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 like cautiously optimistic about it. I don't really think he's a three C on a no I playoff I, team. I, like, I, I still I, think I that's think a, so. a hole. And yes, it's good that it was only one year, right? But do you think that the upgrades to defense have evened out the losses to the the forward group? Do you, like, is this team an improvement over the team that we saw play? against Edmonton in the first game of last year. I, oh man. I mean, the de- the defense is better. Not having Horvat hurts. Pedersen, I think, is going to take another step forward this year. I think Hughes will as well. I think having Hronik for the full year will be really helpful too. Demko hopefully will bounce back. I mean, I think on paper, it's a better team. 
but it's not like insanely improved, right? Like yeah. the, the defense is just like I would say average now. Uh-huh. Which which and is the defense a, was so shocking. Yes. Last it, season that and like the penalty kill was so bad. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to again is like if the penalty kill is just like average this year, I think they have a chance of making the playoffs. If it's fucking historically bad, like it has been like three years in a row, which is mm-hmm. crazy. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, it's something is just irreparably broken with this team if they can't figure out the penalty kill. Right. So the, the, the defense in that first game against Edmonton was Hughes and Shen. Okay. OEL, Myers, Ugh. Ugh. Poolman, and Riley Stillman. That is so bad. Yeah. And now so we're looking bad. at Hughes and let's say Ian Cole, Susie and Hronik, and then Myers and one of like Wolanin or uh, Hirose or somebody else of that nature. Market improvement. Oh, I mean, much, much, much better. But that speaks to more how bad the defense was last year than how good it's going to be this year, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I don't know. And we'll know pretty early on whether it's actually improved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, like, I don't want to say, obviously last year I said I was excited to start the season and they just had, like, a historically bad start. Um, yeah. I think I am tentatively excited for this season because... Talk it's going to be there the full year. They don't have that cloud hanging over their head. Um, Pe- Pedersen and Hughes are just fucking top tier players. Mm-hmm. Um, top five in their position, I believe. Demko, I think, should bounce back. But, like, I, it's so hard to get actually excited, right? Yeah. Like, Because, again, what's, like, the best case scenario for this year? They win a round and then get smoked in the second round. And it's like, well, hopefully they learn from that. That'd be pretty forward. exciting. Oh, I would love, to be clear, based on the last decade, I would fucking love that. But then it's like, where do they go from there, right? Like, do you do you see them the next year? I think best case scenario is they do the same thing again, scrape into the playoffs, maybe. Well, win around, I mean, if right? if they if they get into the playoffs and they win around, I think you will have seen like meaningful little steps forward from sure, like sure, a bunch of players on the roster. Is, so is that there enough? Would is that probably enough, be though? more to be excited about and build yeah. around? I guess it's like suppose, the optimistic way. Yeah, to, I guess to look that's at true. It. Like you'd look at it and be like, okay, that means probably Hirose had a big season. Um, or like one of their, one of their, yeah, like maybe stepped up and had put up like 30 points and yeah. like improved maybe in Dakota face-offs. Joshua scored 20 goals somehow, you know, or Hoban yeah, you, you'd goals have to and, have some you know? like crazy good things happen because the top players were all great last year and it wasn't nearly well, except for Demko, I guess, but it wasn't nearly good enough, like overall. So you would need to. Yeah, fix the penalty kill and then have like other players step up in a major way as well, which is a lot of um, hopes and dreams. You want to look at the roster and be like, oh, this is impossible to fail. They're so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I just. (laughs) It's been been a nice two weeks not thinking about this team. (laughs) Going around the league, though, uh, I guess there's a couple of pieces of news that have kind of dropped recently. Um, Can we talk about the Tom Wilson contract, please? Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. When I saw the news for that, I thought it was a joke. So he's (laughs) that's just like not a play. And then we briefly touched on this earlier in the episode. But like, that's just not a player that you sign that contract to. It almost never works out like you are basically I saw Dom and a few other people on Twitter posting um, although I'm on 
I deleted Twitter from my phone finally. Ooh. Because uh, it's just like so miserable on there. But you mean um, X? I, oh God, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm on, I am posting on Blue Sky more. We should probably make a, a Blue Sky. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess hate this team account. Some... I think I've got some extra invite codes, but yeah, I do too. Uh, like, I haven't given an invite code to anybody. Yeah. Um, we'll make a, we'll make a hate this team one. Cause I found like posting like from the Golf Kings account or the Blocked Party account over there, you get, more interaction i think because pe- the people who like your stuff are over there now and they're on twitter less and less now was, right like rightfully so because it, it was kind sucks. of fun. i was um i was hanging out with drill when i was on vacation okay Went, okay and uh we were talking about because like all, everyone in blue sky was was angry at him yes uh very very funny yeah yeah very funny but um <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. Blue, like blue sky's okay. Like it's not super active for me. Like I mm-hmm. just open it up and there's a screenshot from the King of the Hill screenshot. And then like something yeah. from the beer nerd. Yeah. And he was like, what the beer nerds on there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I open up my app and sure as fucking shit. There's a King of the Hill screenshot. And then yeah. there was something from the beer nerd. Hell yeah. That's what it's yeah. all about. That's I, a, like, so it's like a nice, like viewing browsing experience, but I can look at my whole timeline and like five I minutes know. for the last the, 24 the, hours. The problem is there just aren't enough people on there right now. Although it is, it is growing a little bit with invite codes going out and, and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, the thing I like about it is there is like drama on there, but it's like 2013 Twitter drama or like, or like Tumblr style drama. So it's yeah. like, it's just pretty like light for the most part. It's, I mean, there's, there's been some kind of bad stuff on there, uh, but it's not like fucking like Twitter level, like Nazi insane bullshit, which is Yeah, no, I think it nice. was, um, uh, anime Serbia, mm-hmm. you know, Serb said yeah. that it's like, uh, early on in an RPG when you're in like the basement of a tavern killing rats with your sword like you're just yes. way too strong for it yeah. that's what getting into arguments on blue skies like right now yes which is like fun for the record and like i'm i'm enjoying it i'm definitely posting on there more than i am on on twitter but anyway what i was saying was i i saw dom uh, and some other people posting like comparable contracts to the tom wilson thing and like the mm-hmm. The best comparable is the Lucic contract that he signed oh, yeah. with uh, with Edmonton. Oh my where, god! Like, just went off the rails immediately. So like with Wilson, I know it's like a thank you contract. I know Washington is not expecting to contend in the next couple of years, but it's like you have Ovechkin, you should be trying to make the playoffs and and win one more time. But like Wilson has what like two good years left, probably if that. Like with the, yeah. with his with his style of play, that's the type of player who can just one hundred percent just like not be able to play anymore. Right. So and, maybe you're and, planning on LTIRing him, but like, and if you look at like who's available in free agency, like Thomas Tatar is going to put up just as much production and is uh, a free agent right now. He's like still unsigned as of like August the 5th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I know it's a thank you contract. And I know he's the type of player where it's like, he's a big guy. He's a power forward. He's tough. People are scared of him, but it's like, man, that for contract, how much longer? <laughs> that contract is going to just be so bad in two years, if not one year. Like, if not this year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't, does it even kick in this year? I think it doesn't kick in until like the it might not. It might not be until season. the following. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the JT Miller one, but for a, a way less uh, good player. Yeah. Like, Miller's contract is not great and it's going to fall off a cliff at some point, but he also seems like a smart player who can just kind of like be at least a power play specialist. Whereas Wilson mm-hmm. seems like the type of guy where, 
oh, this guy can't skate anymore. This guy is yeah. just like out of the league now, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's um, uh, he's going to get put on. Oh, here's how about this one for a segue. Put on LTIR like Matt Murray, who was put okay. on LTIR. Yeah. Uh, he The team didn't go out right and say it's for the season, but like I think Friedman said it was. Yeah. And you, do you see the controversy around this? You hear about this? Is this where Ottawa doesn't get any benefit from it? Yeah, Even which though, they, they shouldn't. That's I, ridiculous. Yeah, because like, they so they retained some money on it, right? Is that how it worked? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're they're retain they retained salary, and so like that salary is still retained. But like, imagine if they did. So I think it's just people not understanding LTIR. Like you're just allowed to spend above the cap to replace the player on your roster. It's not like you magically get cap space subtracted from your roster or whatever. So yeah. imagine it did, and. Then the, you have the Toronto Maple Leafs controlling Ottawa's cap by the time that Matt Murray comes back. It doesn't. That yeah. makes no sense at all. Like when you yeah. retain salary, you just bake that in into your budgetary considerations, and that's that. And yeah. like if a player's on LTI, it's to conceivably replace them, not just to like gain cap space. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, like people were upset that in one of those games that that um, Hall Wall Hall. They're like third string goalie playing oh, in the playoffs. Is it, it's it's Wall like W O L L because they, yeah. they have Justin Justin Hole and uh, and Justin Wall and Justin. <laughs> no, wait, is I'm it, no, that it's not. Up. Yeah. It's not Justin Wall. It's Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall. Um, yeah. So they had him playing, and Murray was the backup, but like they weren't ever going to put him in, right? Yeah, and so. It's like, well, he was good enough to play in the playoffs and he's not good enough to play in, in October. And I think like most of the players in the league, uh, by the time the playoffs come, mm -hmm. could go to a doctor and be like, hey, this is bothering me. And the doctor's going to be like, oh, hell nah, you should not play. But they just don't do that because like yeah. they want to play in the playoffs. So I think there's yeah. a real big difference between, you know, being at 70% to play in, you know, the fall or whatever. Or not in the fall, sorry, in, in the spring for the playoffs. And then in the fall, being like, hey, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then the other thing is he he's getting paid like $6 million in cash this year. Yeah. And the Leafs would have bought him out. So unlike, you know, Ekman Larson, who he sure lost a bunch of money, but was mm -hmm. able to go sign like a $2 million contract for the Florida Panthers, which I've forgotten about until I was making this <laughs> point, which is really yeah. funny that they did that. Um he he wouldn't have got another contract. Like he might have been signed as like a third string or like been able to get an AHL job. Yeah. Not that great. So by agreeing to go into LTI, like, yeah, give me my whole money and then we'll deal with it from there. Maybe I'll retire or whatever. Yeah. Uh he's not losing two million dollars. And like, I don't know, I think people are jaded because of the uh, you know, Stone in Vegas and uh, the Kucherov in Tampa. Toronto isn't bringing back Matt Murray for the first game of the playoffs. You're like, aha. <laughs> it's not like a hidden, It's not a trump like, card. Yeah, it's not yeah. a trump card, exactly. Or trap card or whatever. Uh, yeah. I man. I, I wish I wish the Canucks could do more cap space shenanigans like they used to with like uh with like Edler and stuff, you know, back in the day in twenty eleven. Yeah. But they just don't have a good enough team for that to matter, I guess. maybe they're doing that with Ethan Bear. Where it's oh, like, there's be, a yeah. gentleman's he, agreement that like, I think when he you're recently healthy, said, yeah, I think he recently said he'd love to come back. So yeah, like he, I am surprised that he hasn't signed a contract 
I guess I you like, look at his are... counting stats and he had like 16 points in 61 games, but yeah. And I do wonder if people are worried about, like are worried about his injury, right? Yeah. Because, like it's not, yeah, you're you not going to be able to like train as much like a shoulder. I guess you can still skate. Um, I I would love to see him back. I think that'd be really good for the Canucks. Oh, he was great. I really I really enjoyed I would feel watching way him better year. about the defense, especially if you're like bringing him in at one million because he got hurt and he's your if he's like, like the if he's bearing. like your seventh D man or something, right? Like oh, that's great. Seventh, you know? That is a, that is a luxury. I was just thinking if he's yeah. playing like on the bottom pair. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you still have like Tyler Myers or whatever, but yeah, Lord knows there's going to be injuries to this Canucks defense because there always is. Yeah. Um, but there's a kind of long list of people that aren't signed, I guess, because like every team is in cap hell. Yeah. Even the teams that like aren't really in cap hell, it's still not great. Like, yeah, I was always thinking of, uh, you know, the Buffalo Sabres having all this space. Uh, it's only six million. Yeah. Which is nice to have, you know, yeah. like New Jersey has the cap space. I think even is Carolina's that bad right now. New, New Jersey only has two million. Carolina oh, wow. has eight hundred and four. $45,000 left. So a lot yeah. of these teams that were like, Oh, they have tons of caps. They've kind of spent it. Like yeah. they made some pretty astute moves. Like Carolina picked up, uh, Dimitri Orlov for two years. Yeah. Um, which that defense looks interesting too. I, yeah. I get really, I think what they did with Orlov, very smart to only do the two years. It's like higher money, but yes. he'll be valuable at that. And it's really good. Um, uh, insurance for like if Brett Pesci walks as a UFA or yes. um I, or if they trade say, him I mean how do you say the other guy's name Sl- is it Sl- oh uh Skij Skijai S-K-J oh Shay Shay yeah 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 Brady Shay yeah um that's probably more likely who he's gonna replace right because he's he's left hand and and so is uh Orlov yeah but it gives them that like quick replacement for next year where they're still going to be competitive. And they Carolina has a bunch of uh, defenseman prospects, right? Yeah. Like they have that crazy guy in the KHL. Is that correct? Oh, Nikishin. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably like two years away, but then they also have Scott Morrow in college. So he'll probably yeah. sign. So like, like they the have people season. coming up and like, yeah. that's a great stopgap. Like until <sighs> then, fuck man, it's so crazy. I know we fucking said this so many times before, but like imagine having a really good team and then also having really good prospects oh, coming man. up. That's the instead, dream. Instead of our situation, which is having a really bad team and having no prospects coming up. Yeah. Well, we got Willander. Willander, we got, may, we like, got Will, DPD. Willander, maybe next season. Like the, the ideal thing for Willander is like, what if he just has like a monster year in college and then yeah. signs at the end of the year? Right? I, I think it, it, there's going to be. I think I'd say he's, probably I think he's, two years of college. I was I was going to say I think it's likelier that he signs the end of next season, not this upcoming season, but the season after. Yeah, so the, would, the 20, 24, 25. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm excited to watch him this year. It, it it's going to be nice to have and you know Lakaramaki see if he can bounce back and continue his hot streak from mm-hmm. the playoffs. But um, I just there's just not in terms of prospects. There's not a lot going on for the Canucks. Yeah, you're not getting really super excited about yeah anybody really at this point. Like I'm yeah. excited for DPD to probably look like a NHL player. Yeah. But it's not like you're having someone that's like blowing up whatever league they're in. That's like surefire top four defenseman. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess hopefully Wander turns into that. 
Yeah. I want to go through players that aren't signed yet. Because there's okay. still, like, quite a few of them. Yeah. Like, Matt Dumba, who's only 28, a, by the way. He fell off last year, though, from what I heard. Yeah. In terms, especially in terms of his offense. He had, like, what, 17 points or something? Uh, 14. Oh, jeez. Yeah, in 79 games. That's not great, but, like, you still take him eating up 20 minutes on your right side. Like, yeah, I, I think probably what's happening is that's a backup plan for someone who doesn't get Carlson, right? For sure. He'll sign like a Klingberg style contract, like probably yeah. like less, but it'll be like a one year kind of show me thing. You know? Yeah. And then there's like the Anaheim and Chicago or below the cap yeah. floor, I believe. Uh, so like. I imagine Anah- Anaheim still has to sign Drysdale and, and Zegras. So, th- so that'll yeah. probably push them over. But yeah, I mean, there's teams like that where it's like you have the space, right? And like, yeah, especially with a team like Chicago, it's like if you get to play on like the power play or something. Yeah. And then you could like, if it's a one year deal and you trade it at the deadline for more assets. And yeah. like, I think that's probably the think, route that that's going to go. Probably what's going to happen. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you have Patrick Kane. Yep. Who's hurt right now, correct? I believe so. Yeah. I wonder and, if he just ends up back in Chicago, you know? Yeah. I, but would you even want him back in Chicago, though? Like, I is, think is, I could see them doing it as just like, a again, a one-year thing where it's like, let's just kind of run run it back one year, sell some jerseys, you know? As like a role model, whatever. I don't yeah, know if that's like the fun, role model that say. you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you punch a cab driver. Yeah. Uh, here's how you don't say anything when your teammate's being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Uh got josh bailey he, I feel my understanding with him is he has just like f- completely fallen off yeah yeah he didn't have like a great season he had like uh 25 points tatar put up 50 points still in new jersey it's gonna be really weird if he is a like pto yeah i think he might be though like he's just one of those players where he's just kind yeah. of like a soft winger right like there's yeah. there's those players have no next, as we know, as Canucks fans, those players have no value anymore. Yeah. Same deal. Pia Suter. Like that is yeah, still I'm, a player. I would love to see the Canucks add somehow. Like, I don't know if the money's there or like what type of maneuvering you'd have to do. I think but, they might. I think they still could. Cause they were rumored to have interest in him as well. Right. Yeah. So. He was making 3 million last year. Is he really going to want to sign at like that lesser amount or would there have to be cap dumping trades or Probably. whatever, which, yeah, from what I've heard is uh, teams are like, oh, yeah, you can dump money on us, but it's going to cost you. And like that, yeah. that opportunity cost is just like too high. Yeah. Um, another player that's going to be definitely a PTO guy is Pugliarvi. That's I wonder if he just goes to Europe at this point, you know? Yeah, maybe. I think you do the PTO first, but like yeah. that's a that's a crazy one, given like his yeah. draft pedigree and like how. We were talking, but I mean, he went to Carolina, which you're like, oh, he's going to light it up there. No, nah. <laughs> he did not. No, he's one of those players where just even with the advanced stats, like it's just not, he's just here's, not good. Here's another know? crazy one. Uh, Nolan Patrick. He seems like he's just done though, right? Yeah. But imagine me like that second overall, like he was the consensus first overall for that 2017 that season, draft. Pretty much. Yeah. Didn't play all last year due to injury. Yeah. Um, the years that he has played, like, I guess as a rookie, he put up like 30 points or whatever, but, uh, he just has like horrendous you, injury. Luck yeah. Is, like is, that, is could, all it that is, could be really. a good, like PTO opportunity there as well. Like, why not? Yeah. I think only 24 years old. Yeah. Like you gotta, uh, you gotta give the guy a, 
an, another chance. I you might I'm sure he'll he will sign whether it's a PTO or just like a one year yeah. show me deal. He'll sign with someone, but man, like what a what a fall. I know he's just had like horrible injury luck. Yeah. Is, Phil, is pretty much Phil what Kessel's it is, but. still out there. Will he call it a career after winning the cup or is he still wanna I don't know. Yeah, he give could it some come kicks back at as the well. can. Yeah, yeah, like um I, I wonder I can't even think of any of like great destinations off the top of my head. Get the band back together in Pittsburgh. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, speaking of Pittsburgh, I do wonder if if the Carlson trade. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it could have happened. You know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I want to get to that in a second. There's a few more on this list. Yeah, Tyler Mott still doesn't have a contract. That's kind of surprising, right? Yeah, like, it, it isn't. Is it like he's fast and like a good penalty killer, and he put up yeah. just under 20 points last year. Um, you'd think like someone would like take a league minimum on him, right? Yeah. I know I would. That's such yeah. a Canucks. We got to bring back this fourth liner from a couple <laughs> years, but he would help the penalty kill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Halak still doesn't have a deal. He, I feel like he's going to be, he's, he's so get, close to what was it? 300 wins though. I think so. Yeah. What, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? I cap friendly doesn't have the totals there, but I know he's like a couple of wins away from that. And he was like perfectly serviceable last year. Yeah. Um, he has uh, 295 career wins. He should go to LA as well. Just yeah. throw another guy there for $1 million. Fuck <laughs> it. This is something that I was thinking about with our playoff discussion earlier. Is like their goaltending show so shaky with like Phoenix Copley and, and Talbot that like, yeah, they have a ton of talent other places in their roster. But, you know, say something happens where the Canucks match up with LA in the first round. Yeah. I could see oh, it have. I could absolutely. see them. I could see Their an upset is there. So bad. Phoenix Copley is 31 as well. I thought he was Holy really young shit. for some reason. Yeah. It's because he's from Alaska. I don't know why yeah. that like justifies <laughs> it. I think it's just because he like wasn't in the league, right? Yeah. And his name is also Phoenix, which to yeah, me seems like, like oh, oh this guy's like 23 years old or something. Totally. But, no, he's 31. Um, yeah, there's some interesting uh, RFAs too. Like Lafreniere still needs a contract. Ilya Samsonov still needs a contract. Zegers, obviously. Bouchard, um, like you said. Yeah, Bouchard. Kalen Addison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I think Bouchard's going to squeeze Edmonton. Like, are they going to have to do... He, he's so good, too, right? Like, yeah, he's... like, he looked super good in the playoffs. I mean, maybe is that is because he's, like, just get the puck up the ice to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> to McDavid and Drysaddle and let them work. But, uh, yeah, that's all interesting. What I wanted to talk about, though... Mm-hmm is there's a big to-do about the finals. It's like, what are general managers going to take from it? And it's like, well, both these teams went star hunting. Obviously, that's like Vegas's whole MO. And there was the um, Kachuk deal. We haven't seen any fucking cool trades like that. Like, nope. m- maybe you would say, um, what's his name to Detroit? Uh, the guy who was in Ottawa. Why is this skipping my oh to bring to bring it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like and maybe a Carlson trade if that happens. And but the Carl, which which it has to, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like it's fucking August now. It still hasn't happened. It I mean, this seem is like, like there's the, a ton of suitors left besides yeah. Pittsburgh and and Pius. And what? And Pius? We're talking about suitors. Oh, hey! hey. <laughs> I was like, what? What's what's the joke here? Uh, <laughs> See, I, I'm nervous about talking hockey. It's been been too long. Um, 
yeah, we haven't seen any of those big dick trades. Like we heard all this shit about fucking the Winnipeg Jets and they're oh Shifley wants. I guess Dubois got traded to LA. That one yeah, happened. It, it was Dubois. But it was Hellbuck I mean, still fucking there. Shifley's yeah. still there after seasons of threatening not being there anymore. Like yeah. the, the Flames, I was super interested to see what they did. They traded like uh to Foley to New Jersey, yeah. which very scary that New Jersey has him as well. But Sharon Govich, yeah. And that was that was it though, right? That was it. Like yeah. Lindholm's still like everybody Backlund's still there. Go go down the list. And so it there was a lot of talk about that, but it didn't happen. No, it's been a pretty boring offseason overall, which is surprising. But I mean, even though both teams in the finals like made these big moves and stuff, like GMs are still gonna be risk averse, right? And yeah. like they're not even even though it is a copycat league, like that's like the toughest thing for GMs to copy because like you know, there has to be another team willing to to also participate in that trade, obviously. And I don't know. I mean, we could see stuff happening maybe closer the to Toronto the start of the stuff season. as well, because like yeah. Nylander and Matthews are pending UFAs, which yeah. can you fucking imagine? But they're doing the right thing, which is like they're just I, they're running it back. Like, why not? You know, I think you just might as well. Right. You yeah. see what happens. Like we've said before, like they could come back next year and win the cup and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I would I, be, imagine um, Matthews <laughs> leaves as a UFA though. That'd be, that'd be so funny. God. I guess the I word would. is that he just like wants to do like another shorter term deal. Like I think so. Get a yeah. shitload of money for like three years and see where it goes, which is interesting to see a player do that. It'd be yeah. very stressful if you're a Leafs fan, but yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we're kind of going through the same thing with Pedersen, obviously, that at the same time. I feel like Pedersen's more likely to sign long-term than Matthews, but who fucking knows? Yeah, and there's, like, way more time, because there's, like, this season, and then he's an RFA, and, like, he could just sign that, like, 8.8 QO, which yeah. then you're going to be getting into, like, what teams would he like to be traded to? Yeah. And maybe this is a conversation for another day, but where do you think would be, like, say Pedersen doesn't re-sign, yeah. where would be the most interesting place for him to go, given his, like, desires and like team need for a center like that man uh la if kopitar like you know kopitar's on uh, what on a two-year deal or something Pedersen goes there Ugh. Uh, Ugh. i mean he, god he would he would fit in so well there that'd be um, nap. yeah <laughs> down the center with um deneau and uh dubois dubois Ooh. yeah that'd be really disgusting um i don't know yeah i mean carolina uh, New Jersey, like he—he seems like the type oh, of player God. who would who would sign with like a smart forward-thinking team. You know what I mean? He, uh, there wouldn't that, there wouldn't be room for him in New Jersey though. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they would do it. They'd have to move some players out, obviously. But yeah, um, like uh, Nico Heischer or Jack Hughes. Like you're not signing Pedersen to be a three C. <laughs> I guess you no. bump to wing, but like uh, the fit wise, it doesn't make as much sense to me. Well, yeah. one of the, I think would be really interesting and like the funniest uh, for Canucks fans is if he goes to Seattle because he gets still like oh. a nice Pacific Northwest city. Oh, no. They have a don't, bunch of cap space. About that. They, no. they need a, they could use some like high end top two center talent. I mean, if, if they, if that happens and the Canucks still refuse to rebuild, I'm just like, I, you're out. <laughs> I, well, I can't, I can't be out. I, I, the closest I got to being out was just like not watching them for two yeah. years, which I, which I did. And it was, it was great. And, and then, then they, they fire you back in. And and I came back. So if they were, if they actually did like a full teardown rebuild, I would love that. You know what I mean? But I, if it's at the expense of Pedersen going to fucking Seattle, I don't know. Ugh, oh man. Uh, that would, 
that would bite. Oh no, when you say LA as well, this is another thing I want to talk about for me, having been in LA last mm-hmm. week. And you live there too, right? Yeah. I think because obviously like, you know, great places to eat. There's the nightlife, like it's LA, like there's a reason people like want to move there. I would fucking hate living there, man. It's every, so every, it's so big. Everything is fucking 45 minutes away from wherever else you want to go. And yeah. like if if you're a player and you're at the Staples Center, you have to drive out of downtown LA at night. Yeah. That's such a pain in the ass with those fucking highways and shit. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I used to like hire somebody like you're a rich player or whatever. Yeah. But uh, there's so many other places I would prefer to play. Like go play in San Jose or Anaheim or something. That's going to be if a better Anaheim, life, you're right? In, like the suburbs. I mean, the traffic going to be Maybe I'm just and... old. That yeah. could be it too. Yeah. It'd probably be a lot more attractive if you're like 22, but I, I think so. How'd you yeah. like living there? I, I liked it. Um, I mean, it just depends on like kind of what neighborhood you're in too. Um, like Silver Lake is, is nice. Um, West Hollywood was nice. Um, but it's just, it's so fucking like, it's, it's funny. Cause you, if you're living in like Silver Lake or something, it's like, Oh, I'd love to go to the beach today. And it's like, all right, well, it's like an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like, we were we were going to a, a party that was like in north of East LA or whatever. Yeah. And um like Felix was going as well. And we rented a car and like he doesn't drive. So I was like, hey, you want a, a ride? And we were in Culver City and he's in Burbank, I think. Yeah. So to pick him up, it would have been like 45 minutes to drive up there. And then there would have been an additional 45 to drive to the party. And the yeah. party was 45 minutes from, it's just like a fucking triangle of, of bullshit. It's insane. Yeah. Also, uh, the other thing I want to say about the trip. So I saw you drinking from your voodoo donut mug and we went to yeah. the, uh, the voodoo donut at the universal city walk. Oh, I didn't great. know they had one there. I, I love voodoo donut. I've been to, been to a few in my time, Denver. I've been to two of them in Portland. I've been to the city walk one, obviously. Yeah. We got six donuts. And nice. uh, my girlfriend got a, a, a like strawberry raspberry filled one. Bites into it the next day. There's no filling. <laughs> they forgot to put the goop inside. Oh man, is that no. crazy? No, that's the whole point of that donut. I know. And like voodoo donuts, always so good. And like the ones I had, they they popped off still. But how do you forget the goop? The goop is important. You need the it's goop. super it's super important. Anyways. That's, oh. that's my voodoo donut story. No, that's good. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. I, we, we managed to talk about hockey for about an hour in maybe the, just the worst time of year to talk about hockey. We're yeah, like we're so legitimately strong for doing that. Nothing is happening. So you guys are welcome. And I could keep on doing it. We're going to do it next week on the Patreon. That's right. Uh, we should probably try and find a guest or something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll oh, we got to do out. our call-in show too. Yeah. I wonder maybe if we do we'll that for that like up. training camp or something. Yeah, we'll do that when when there's like more stuff to talk about. But we will definitely do that. But unless like, well, speak out in Discord. So our idea yeah. for the the call in uh, show is we'll just like record in our Discord, like we have for our like draft shows or whatever, and then we'll just pull unmute someone from the call that wants to talk and ask a question or bring up their point. We're gonna do like old fashioned sports talk radio, baby. Um, yeah, we'll record that sometime this off season. I just thought yep. it would be good to do when there's like no news going on because it's yeah. got more more people's ideas. But I guess that's true. Would, yeah, maybe it would be be better for them when there is like interesting questions about training camp or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're a patron and you're in our Discord, uh, pound off in the uh, in the <laughs> chat. 
Um, well, thanks everyone. Yeah, speaking um, of pounding off, it's time for yep. us to get out of here. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hate this team. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye bye. Troubles and doubts Giving me everything Inside and out Love strange So real in the dark I think of tender things What we're working on Slow change May pull us apart When the lights Get into your heart Baby Don't you Forget about me don't, 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 don't you forget about me. Will you stand above me? Look my way, never love me. Rain keeps falling, rain keeps falling down. Your defenses, vanity, insecurity. Oh, don't you forget about me. I'll be alone dancing, dancing, you know it, baby. Going to take you apart. I'll put us back together at heart, baby. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't you forget about me As you walk on by, will you call my name? As you walk on by, will you call my name?
was fun. Cheers, dude.